0: Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story Podcast Series in association with Indicars.com. My name is Abhishek, and in its first issue on India's family businesses, some of which date back to over a hundred years, Forbes India takes a look at some of the bright stars Apollo Hospitals, Dabur, Imami Group. Vigar and many more that have had a very colourful history and joining me on the call is Forbes India's Anshul Dhamija. Hi Anshul, lovely to have you back.
1: Hi Abhishek and hello to everyone who would be joining us uh, on this podcast.
0: Thanks, Anshul. And and this issue's cover package, you know, when you read through the stories, uh, it can invoke a little bit of nostalgia for some of the older readers. And and some of these were key drivers to India's growing economy back in the days. In today's context, how important are they and and what is their contribution, uh, Anshul? So
1: let me start by uh, putting in context what this made-in India's family businesses issue is about. A majority of domestic companies in India, big or small, are run or controlled by a family. The annual Forbes India Rich List is a barometer of how wealth creation and entrepreneurial capitalism is driven by successive generations of a family. There are exceptions, one being the founders of Infosys Limited, who have stepped out of administrative control, and their children are not involved in the running of the company. That said, in this maiden edition of India's Family Businesses, we have explored the different ways in which a selection of family-run businesses have dealt with issues such as succession planning and ownership structure, diversification and growth, and the best practices that keep them ahead of the curve, even as competition from multinational companies continue to pose a threat.
0: Right. When we say family-owned or family-run businesses, it's always compared with professionally-run organizations. So what are some of the big differences? And sometimes family-owned firms do get A little bit of flack for sometimes being over-cautious. There are family differences, slow to react to market changes. So exactly on
1: that point, and and the foremost subject that we have spoken about in this issue is the increasing tool employed by family-run businesses of having a family constitution. A family constitution basically is nothing but a cohesive force between the family and the business. So you kind of have something that binds the family on one side, and for business, uh, something that kind of binds them. And it's a document that would kind of, you know, help ensure the smooth running of both the family and the business. For example, the Burmans of Dabar, GMR groups, uh, GM Rao, they have painstakingly drafted their own family constitutions, which other family-run businesses such as, you know, Chennai-based Apollo Hospitals are drawing inspiration from.
0: And and it goes down to... A great detail, doesn't it? The GMR family constitution, it says uh, none of the family members can be featured on page 3 of any of the newspapers. Or in case of imami, you can't be seen as too flashy or ostentatious. So it can, it can go down to that, that detail. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, the imami group, for example, which constitutes two families, uh, that is the Agarwals and Goenka. Uh, both the founders, that is Radesham Agarwal and Radesham Goingka through a family council have articulated what the path would be ahead on both personal conduct and business affairs.
0: What are some of the highlights uh, of this issue? What does this cover constitute?
1: So, the cover story is on the Apollo Hospital's family. In February 1st of 2017, founder Dr. C. Pratab Reddy, who is 84, and by the way, who is also the re- recipient of the country's second highest civilian honour, the Padma Vibushan. For his contribution in healthcare, his family signed a document recognizing the existence of their family constitution. Now, why is this important? With this, it kind of spells out the immediate succession issue among the second generation of his four daughters and the manner in which the third generation of ten grandchildren will be included in the business. Uh, already, uh, two of them are in very senior executive roles within the company. Out of the ten grandchildren, at the moment, there are four grandchildren who are in some way or form in the company. The rest have still not yet got on board for various reasons. They might not be interested in healthcare. They might have interest in other sectors. So basically, this constitution, the signing of the document by the Reddy family is in a sense to ensure the continuity and stability of the family business.
0: And how do some firms, Anshul, deal with uh Two families at the helm. You very briefly mentioned uh, Imami, which is run by uh, Agarwal and Goenka family. They've worked together for 62 years, but the article suggests that they have different personalities. One backs data, the other one is a more intuitive. When it goes with brands, Fair and Handsome, Navratna Oil, Jandubam, Balm, Boro Plus, these are all market leaders in their categories. Profitable too. What are some of the challenges of running... Then you have two families on top.
1: So that is precisely the point why uh, the story that we have written on the family dwells into what that family council is all about, what are the guiding principles of that family council and how, and how that family council plans uh, and how the second generation and successive generations should take the company ahead. Because remember, as we have spoken, but these are two separate families that are not related by blood. The, the, the council to actually execute its uh, 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 ideas is very important.
0: So when it comes to decision making, how do they figure out what is better or how do they deal with differences? Uh,
1: so yeah. all those points, I think, are dealt with at the family council level. And once a decision is taken at the family council, I think everyone has to adhere to it and then kind of work towards profitability and growth. It's a very democratic Set up where everyone can voice their opinions and you know have um, a word on, on what they think is right or wrong, but there are certain dictates of that constitution which I think everyone will be bound to and will have to follow, and I think that is what the two founders, Mr. Radesham Agarwal and Mr. Radesham Goenka, have uh, laid out, and and I think everyone kind of conforms to those uh, dictates.
0: And when a brand doesn't fare too well, uh, they don't hesitate to exit. And knowing when to exit is as important to know when to diversify or to expand. For instance, I think Mr. Goenka's son, Manish, is who's interviewed in the story, he says how they got out of sanitary napkins, ready-to-eat food business, furnace-making, photo-paper manufacturing because they just couldn't break through uh, or make any dents to other people's, other brands' market share. So they got out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And I think these are the learnings that
1: the second generation would take from the two founders who have really steered this company to great lengths. I mean, Imami was featured on our uh, annual um, Super 50 list. If, and if I'm not wrong, they were on the Forbes India 2015 Super 50 list, uh, where, again, we have detailed about the way the company has, you know, gone after consumer sectors and created huge brands. Uh, f- uh, fair and handsome. I mean, they have pretty much taken on market leaders in that segment.
0: You mentioned huge brands. Uh, then there are some niche ones as well, right? Uh, exactly. I was actually
1: yeah. wanting to come to you. You know, when when we talk about di- when we talk about diversification and growth, we also have to look at a m- number of small, mid-size, family-run businesses that have done remarkably well. And we might not read about them in the media. We might know them because they are again consumer brands where we kind of uh, have interacted at some level. And they have done well. So so we have actually very interestingly taken this segment section and call it Mid-Size Might. And uh, these would include Kalyan Jewelers, Vigar Industries and Wanderlust Holidays, which are owned by the same family, by the way, and both are listed entities. Vigar, as you know, would be uh, known for its stabilizers. And Wandala in South is a, is a large theme park, having in theme parks in Kochi, Bengaluru and Hyderabad. And there's one coming up in Chennai. And then, of course, you have Security and Intelligence Services Limited from Delhi, which is nothing but a security services firm. And they, in fact, by the way, are, are going in for their IPO. So they've got uh, SEBI Clearance and we'll be seeing more new more news from them in the months ahead and then don't forget there's the 100 year old Baidinath. <laughs> i mean you you
0: uh, chavan prash uh, we are talking about generations uh, that this brand has remained relevant for decades together yeah and you know uh, Abhishek,
1: once again, we are wanting to stress uh, when we talk about legacy brands, I mean, you know, Baidinath being a legacy brand, we must also look at another story that we have captured. And that is of the Bengaluru based Nambiar family of BPL, which is actually trying to revive its fortunes through manufacturing of healthcare devices and also making a comeback with its once popular brand of televisions. I'm sure uh, you would have had a BPL television at your home at some point in time
0: how did you guess yes very true (laughs) (laughs) and again because and there there will also be a generation let's say my sister who's five years younger to me or a cousin eight nine years younger to us they would not have heard this brand at all because something happened and they fell between the cracks i think it was 2007 where a joint venture with sanyo fell through and uh, they wobbled a bit and now they're making a revival and that's what the story is about Exactly. I,
1: I, I do believe from a pure consumer recollection point of view that I think it would have been much before 2007 that the BPL brand started losing its steam and completely vanished with the, with the likes of, you know, Samsung, LG, Philips, everybody coming in and flooding the market. But there is a comeback story that the Nambia family of BPL are trying to do. And more importantly, healthcare devices. So I think they've also learned to diversify. And they've also learned to kind of, you know, ensure that not all their eggs are going to be in one basket.
0: Right. And, and last question, Anshul. Um, so what has changed over the years when it comes to these promoters and uh, families running their businesses and shows the leadership style, perhaps? Or do you have more women participating today than, than before? What has changed as such for the better or worse?
1: One thing that, if we uh, if you look at uh, our section on mid-sized companies, three defining characteristics that stand out is consumer trust, financial discipline, and that entrepreneurial drive to succeed. I think this is what pretty much is coming out of family-run businesses at the moment we do have two columns i mean at great detail again i would like our uh, listeners to to read the magazine because we have mr sanjay nair who is member and ceo of kkr india and peter leach of deloitte uh, london who have kind of weighed in on the defining trends of family run businesses in india today there there is a sea change happening the issue also has um, uh, interview by Mr. Adi Godridge, and uh, he's a man who knows better than most what running a family-run business means and offers according to him and he has a very interesting take and I, and I really want to you know make a note of that he believes that going forward family-run businesses in India would transition to being institutionally owned and professionally managed and this is the kind of trend in Europe, US and other parts of the world he believes that it's a natural progression And I I think by and large, you will be seeing that over the years may not be right now. I think when we start looking at family run businesses going into the fourth and fifth generation, I think these trends would clearly start emerging.
0: I think, uh, Anshul, on that note, uh, thank you very much for your time. It's time to wrap up. We could go on. There are quite a few stories in this package, but would urge our listeners to pick them up and uh, give us their feedback. Anshul, thanks. Thanks again.
1: Thank you so much, Abhishek.
0: And all you listeners, uh, get this podcast on iTunes as well as on Forbes India. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.